I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This podcast is supported in part by the Bertha Foundation. Hello, Lewis. How are you? Hello, Dan. Yo, I'm um, okay. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm. Uh, I missed last week because of COVID, as loyal oh, listeners would know. No, yes, yes, as folks, folks would know that. Um, for, for people who've tuned in, uh, and how was your week back on radio? Doing doing actual work again? Was it was it okay? Could you get through the radio shows? Okay, I'm, I'm genuine. I mean, obviously, as you know, I've been very outspoken on this show about how COVID is just the flu and is a mainstream media <laughs> hoax. So uh, I really had to. I've had to make a lot. Of apologies, I've had, to, I've had egg on my face this week. I remember that episode of you when when you went on Joe Rogan and mm, you said mm. that on Joe Rogan. That's how we got our, our multi million dollar contract with Spotify. Thank you, Spotify. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it's genuinely ru- ruined my brain. Like physically, oh, I'm no. fine. I'm testing negative now. I'm all good. Um, but mm. I haven't. I wasn't allowed back into the radio studio for my other job at Triple J. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I've been doing the show from here, from this very bedroom. It has been okay. I've just been napping to like midday and then starting the show. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for staying up to do uh, this week's Irrational Fear. Really appreciate it. You know, you, we don't pay you um, any sick leave. So uh, if you, you, you can walk away from this at any time you want. Thank you. Or any pay. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, I am I'm thrilled to be back. I'm excited. I haven't um, read any news uh, I've just watched like six seasons of The Office uh, and all of the all long nine hours of Inventing Anna, the insufferably unnecessary Anna Delvey story on Netflix. So, um, oh God, that's where my brain's at. This is the problem. Like you start a show and then you're like, well, I guess I should finish it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, this thing should be should be a thirty minute podcast. It's a nine hour extravaganza. Oh, well, speaking of um, nine hours ex- extravaganzas, this this podcast, uh, I'm going to tweak the format a little bit. It's going to be a 10-hour show tonight. No, it's not. In a bid in a bid to try and make money out of this podcast, I'm going to split up the podcast a little bit, um, you know, for the regular listeners. So for the freeloader listeners, you will hear everything until we get to our interview tonight. And if you want to listen to the interview, you can continue by hitting subscribe on the Patreon feed or through Apple Digital Subscriptions. It's something, Lewis, I'm inventing called Extra Fit. 
fear. Uh, in fact, I'm going to get asked Jacob Brown to do a sting. He can put put in there or something like that. You Great. Know? Uh, do you have any recommendations for a sting for extra fear? Oh, Dan, don't make me riff. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Big thank you to our Patreon subscribers who signed up this week, Sam Bateman, Megan, Nick, Charlie Revai, and also Fiona Katowskis, who is a fantastic cartoonist and comedian in her own right. What about... Ladies and gentlemen, lend me your fears because you're asking for money. <laughs> lend me your fears. That's good. That's better than extra fear. All right, lend me your fears. That's the new segment on Irrational Fear. We do have live shows coming up. don't know if you know, uh, but we've rescheduled our <laughs> Sydney Opera House show to June 4. Oh, also, great. Lewis, uh, do you want to do Splendour in the Grass? Really? Yeah, they're inviting us back. July 22nd, 24th. So that's exciting. So, I mean, I'll uh, be there anyway. So you, you save know, on that- flights. <gasps> That's what I said. I said, well, Lewis is going to be there, so that'll be fine. We'll, we'll, I'm sure Lewis could do it. So, Great. yeah, Splendid Grass and the Opera House are coming up. So, please, check the uh, show notes for details. All right, I'm recording my end of Irrational Fear on Gadigal Land and the Euro Nation. Sovereignty was never ceded. We need a treaty. Let's start the show. Irrational Fear contains naughty words like Brexit, Canberra, Fair Dickum, and Section 44. A rational fear recommends listening by immature audiences. Tonight, the Prime Minister Scott Morrison claims the words I forgive you are harder to say than I'm sorry. Also, according to the Prime Minister, the hardest words of all are the federal election will be held on thee. And NCIS is coming to Sydney. Yes, I can't wait for them to investigate who killed King's Cross. And a new report says land clearing in New South Wales has tripled, leaving many species of birds and fish priced out of the real estate market. It's the 17th of February and we're hoping to be defamed so we can buy a house of our own. This is Irrational Fear. Irrational Fear! Welcome to Irrational Fear. I'm your host, former freestyle ski gold medalist Dan Illich, and this is the podcast that analyses the news the same way Kanye West types on Instagram. In all caps, let's meet our fear mongers for tonight. It's the freshest duo from FBI Radio's Inside Jokes program. They are self-described as hot, young and queer, and they're here to solve all of the world's problems because they're in Gen Z and they have uh, all the answers and they haven't yet to be beaten down by the harsh realities of life. From FBI, it's Georgia and James. Hello. Hello, hello. Uh, Thank you for having us. It's just good to have some, like, fresh, mm-hmm. young people on the show. Yeah. We're just constantly getting geriatric millennials on the show. You know, bring the, bring the age <laughs> median down a little bit for you. We're happy to open up doors to a new demographic. Exactly. You're Shake welcome. it up a little. You were the only one who didn't know how to use the internet, Georgia. Whoa. I will say whoa, that. Whoa, <laughs> Thank you for your while. Okay, <laughs> calling me out live on the broadcast. Whoa, we haven't I even see gotten to a topic. enemies early into the game. Okay. I see how it is. That was too far. I've already de- I've already defeated COVID. Like there's, no- there's nothing else that can hurt me. There's nothing left for you. There's nothing left for you. Exactly. And he is 2022 Ralph Magazine's voted most handsome. Where's Wally lookalike? It is Lewis Hover. Take that, Andrew Denton and Tony Martin. Still got it. Uh, yeah, I've got that copy, Lewis, of, of Ralph Magazine. If you want it, I'll have Thank to you. fetch it. Does Ralph Magazine still exist? That's no, they went, bankrupt. they went bankrupt years ago. Yeah, yeah. 
Later on in Lend Me Your Fears, we're going to be talking to Wayne Smith from the Smart Energy Council and the newly formed smartvoting.com.au to tell us why his bin stickers bagging out the coalition's climate action policies have put him in a sticky situation. But first, a message from this week's sponsor. Today, Bland Power introduces the all-new National Party. Where traditionally the National Party was created as a party for farmers, the all-new National Party now uses a brand new formula that's all about coal, but with the same great look. The National Party now comes with unbreakable ties to the mining sector and a stronghold over the Liberal Party. The all-new National Party is the perfect party to ensure a coalition-led Australia will continue to put coal ahead of renewables. Bland Power, helping you vote better. Authorised by D. Illich, it's not a race manly. Excellent. This week's first fear. Now, we've been talking a lot on this podcast about Clive Palmer's Waratah coal, and pr- which is primarily the main reason for him wanting to be in Parliament so he can have some influence about which coal mines get approved in the Galilee Basin and which coal plants get up. Well, today in the Courier-Mail, it was reported that the trademark for Waratah coal had expired, uh, but the Queensland Conservation Council re-registered it. So now they own the trademark and they are after suggestions as to what to do with it. Now, before I take the fearmonger's suggestions, we are actually joined by Maggie McEwen from the Queensland Conservation Council to tell us how did you pull off this incredible coup, Maggie? Tell us. Oh, I mean, it was one of those things. We've been campaigning against Clive Palmer. Uh, He wants to build a new coal-fired power station uh, in central Queensland, which we know is crazy. And when we were looking around his website, the the cobwebs, dusting them away, we thought, oh, wow, uh, that trademark has lapsed. I wonder how much we could get it for. And we purchased it this week. Uh, Really, it was pretty simple. We, we noticed that Clive is yet to comment and Waratah Coal is yet to comment, so we're really anticipating the reaction from him. Have you looked into whether or not he still owns the trademark for Titanic 2? Because that could be a big coup. <laughs> Look, I mean, icebergs, climate change, it's all related, perhaps. we can. Bring- <laughs> I think we should look into it. The trademark was kind of out of date by a couple of years, was it? How did how did you notice that this this trademark was just kind of flapping in the wind, ready for the daking? Well, I mean, it's a company that managed to find this antiquated, tiny, backwards loophole in the local council approval process to push through this coal proposal. But it seems bizarre that they've been able to miss for five years a trademark. But, you know, it's not a very (laughs) well-known brand. You know, he's got a lot of um, other other advertising going on, as, you know, we've all seen. Um, But, yeah, this one they really missed. Yeah, there's the Coolum Golf Course with the uh, Jurassic Park. You know, I'm sure there's a trademark there ready to be taken away. So you're asking for people with suggestions for what to do with this trademark. What are some of the best suggestions you've seen so far? Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty simple competition from us, right? Um, And we thought it was really important to do because although lots of people know that Clive's loud and out there, they don't realise that, uh, you know, he's pushing these projects, two coal mines and a new coal-fired power station. But it was just awesome to see the reaction today from people. We saw some really wholesome ideas like uh, Waratah water slides, like wahoo, that would be a wacky time. (laughs) But to stuff that's a little bit more icky, like, you know, Waratah colonoscopies, I'm not going there. I'm not (laughs) there. 
Oh, yeah. um, I don't know. It's, it's pretty good to. I like that. I like Waratah Cult. Well, that's, that's good. <laughs> but I think like my favorite so far has been Waratah weddings, where you know after the speeches, you get a couple of old blokes coming out and they cover that version of Twisted Sister, and everyone gets in trouble and real rowdy, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna take it. Um, Maggie, has there been any consideration for you guys as opening a coal mine, raising some money for your conservation <laughs> foundation yeah. that way? <laughs> Look, that was the natural reread. That was the advice that we had to get from the lawyers, right? It's like, are you planning on opening a new coal power station? And we thought, no, you know, that's not up our alley. Uh, catastrophic climate change is our uh, main foe, aside from these coal billionaires. If someone can give us a good pitch, like we've run the numbers and uh the profitability of a new coal power station is zero. Like the Queensland consumer would be locked into really high prices. I think something like Waratah water slides is like way funner at this point. Fearmongers, what are your suggestions with, with what to do with this trademark? If you wanted to stick in coal, you could just um, go like further down the, the line and just do diamonds. Who doesn't have the Now that's yeah. an idea. Mm-hmm. One of the ideas that did come through in Hobber, I think you'd probably have an inkling or some insights, is like MC Waratah, like Waratah DJ dropping some fat tunes. Any thoughts right. on Oh, that's interesting. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. Does anyone in the Conservation Foundation um, have any skills on the decks or? <laughs> we, we definitely have to outsource. I'm only good at very cheesy memes. <laughs> That's actually a good idea because I actually saw on the article that you were looking to list the trademark under um, education, training and entertainment. And entertainment really stuck out in Mm. in my mind. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking... Waratah Cole, Oxford Street's hottest new gay club. Yes. We invite uh. the conservatives <laughs> into the gay bar. We take them to a drag show and they walk out saved, cured, mm-hmm. if even. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I think that could be really yeah, helpful. Yeah, well, you know, Matt Canavan always goes about his day in, in drag cosplay as a coal miner anyway. So, you know, he could perform at that club. If you want to give your ideas to Maggie, head on into the show notes and we'll make sure we have all the links to all the ways you can contribute to that. So, Maggie, thank you so much for joining us on Irrational Fear. Thanks, everyone. Um, Yeah, so our billboard campaign continues. Today I took a journey to Sylvania Waters in Sydney to see this one. Uh, it's, uh, It's already up, so if you are in Sydney South, head on over to 59 princess highway to check this out it has a picture of a mum and a kid in the middle of a a logged forest and it says visit the old growth stumps of tasmania uh and that is that is currently on the princess highway in sylvania uh sylvania waters right opposite paul's hamburgers so you know treat yourself to a hamburger go see our billboard one of our billboards and um there'll be more going up as we continue over the next month which is great so that one's good to see that one going up. What do you think is going to last longer? Uh, I'm just noticing where that poster is. Tasmania's yeah. old growth forests or payphones? <laughs> well, here's the thing. The pay, it, it, all of these new billboards are on the back of payphones and the reason why payphones exist is to hold billboards oh. now. That's the only <laughs> That's the only reason why payphones exist. And so there's a whole, uh, whole big story about, you know, councils not wanting payphones in because if they have payphones in, they've got to have advertising in. Uh, Telstra's whole business model is to make money off those payphones with advertising. That's how. We that's love how capitalism. Huh. 
This came to a capitalism. <laughs> we love it. Fear number two. A big happy Valentine's Day to the editors of the Daily Mail who published a 2014 photo of Grace Tame blazed and holding a bong with her foot a day after a disastrous interview with Scott Morrison on 60 Minutes. The headline said, and forgive me, I'm going to read it out, the whole thing, so this could take a while. <laughs> Exclusive! Grace Tame deletes social media picture showing her posing next to a giant bong as the ex-Australian of the year is criticised by Scott Morrison's wife Jenny for lacking manners. Oh, my God. The headlines are just so long. Sorry, can you just confirm that bong was in all caps? Is that what it was? <laughs> the bong was oh, in all caps. Bong! bong! Just in case. Love it. It was almost like they wanted, they, <laughs> you wanted to hear the sound of a bong being bonged when, when, mm. you, when you read it. On a matter of peer. Yes. On a matter of peer. <laughs> The, and the article continues to say yeah. the post was swifted and deleted by Tame, now 27, on Monday morning after questions from the Daily Mail about the image. It is not suggested that Miss Tame used the bong, only that it sat on the couch in front of her in the picture. Which makes sense because the Daily Mail never uh, ask people what they do with mm. the things that are in the pictures. They just describe what's in the mm, picture. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> um, so, Fearmongers, does this make her like, um, um, well, for you, Georgia mm. and James, you guys are in your early mm. 20s. Uh, are you now seeding <laughs> images for future Daily Mail articles to be written about you? Um, no, I think I want to post more. Um, if anything, I've been inspired. <laughs> if anything, the goal, I think, is to have the bong picture in the Daily Mail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Personally, don't see that as a bad yep. thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an iconic photograph. I feel like there's lots of stuff in our past that we've posted, you know, Lewis and I in particular, that we're not exactly proud of now in our in our 30s and 40s mm. uh, that we have to go through and scrub occasionally. Have you done a big clean, Lewis, of your past social media pictures? Uh, there's not that many uh, things. Like I think because I work at Triple J, there's very little that can come out that would be negative press, <laughs> you know, for me and my and my like essentially if there was a photo that came out of me with a giant bong, our ratings would increase and I would get paid more. <laughs> like if there was a photo of me at Splendor just like doing massive rails in like the green room with a bunch of bands, you know, they they'd put another level on my house. There's not, yeah. it's not, I don't have the same kind of responsibility as the Australian of the Year. And you might end up getting an invitation to like a wag after party as well, which would be great. Exactly. That's right. Me and Nadia Bartel, $2.50 came up, plates, let's do this thing. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you feel about this story? Is it, a, is, it a, is it a weird one for you or is it something that you go, oh, who cares? I thought it was great. I loved it. I mean, honestly, what's more Australian, if not Australian of the year, mm-hmm. than um, ripping a bong on yeah. your couch with your mates? Just chilling. I think that the people who were complaining, they need to look inside themselves and they need to know mm-hmm. who we are as Australians. And honestly, okay. if anything, I think it was a conspiracy theory Theory after um, the whole Scott Morrison, April time in Cuba events. Oh. I think uh, it was yeah. brought up not by the Daily Mail, mm-hmm but by the band Dragon, who publicly came out against Scott Morrison and, and uh, hatred mm. against his cover of their song. And, I, you know, what happens when a bad cover comes out, your likes go down, your streams go down, exactly. Spotify wants to eradicate mm. you mm. from Famously, the app. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it was them. They said, what are we going to do? How are we going to turn this around? Mm. Because if you look at Google at the moment, what comes up when you type in April Sun in Cuba? It's Scott Morrison. Scott Morrison. So personally, yeah. I think they're behind this <laughs> and we need to forgive the Daily Mail. 
Oh, <laughs> Lewis, is this is this something that uh, people around Triple J are going? We should get him in for like a version. Get get. Um, oh, there was obviously some chat. Yeah, um, we they don't normally uh, co- cover old songs on like a version, but um, I don't think a prime minister has done it before. But let's be honest, last year's hottest and hundred number one was the Wiggle. So all bets are <laughs> yeah. off. I think when we look forward uh, onto what's happening next year, you're going to have to get him in. Yeah. Um, I don't think he refuses to come in to be interviewed by any of the journalists at Triple J, so mm. it'd be it'd be the only way we'd get him yeah. on. Uh, I do think, though, that, like, if you look back, I wonder if she can't be the only Australian of the year where there's a photo of her doing drugs. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. got to, like... I hope not. There's got to be something like, I don't know, Lee Kernigan? You know what I mean? There's got to be some photos of Lee Kernigan in his, in his heyday on tour at Tamworth Country Music Festival, right? Or, like, Alan Border was an Australian of the Year. Like, that man sank so much piss on television. There's just got, there's no way that there aren't more photos. And I also think that, like, going forward from here, there's no one under, like, 40 who doesn't have a photo like this. So from now on, we just have to assume that anyone who is under 40 Mm -hmm. who gets any position of power has this photo and should probably just have it on them on the day they get whatever prize they get. So if if you're a young prime minister... You're the first person who's currently under 40 to become Prime Minister. You like, thank you so much. It's a real pleasure. Just want to get this out of the way. Here yeah. is a photo of me doing um, cocaine off a friend's mm-hmm. butt. It was, I was young. It was two years ago. No harm done. like a slideshow. I was a different person I, two years ago. Yes, a slideshow yeah. is no. All the different drugs. I, yeah, I feel like that was the thing, is that it actually opened the doors for a bunch of, like, politicians to come out and actually say, yeah, I'm a stoner too. Mm-hmm. I saw that a lot on Twitter this week, which was, which is fun. We, like, good to know that our politicians get down. One of the more disturbing tweets is people like Dave Sharma who are desperately trying to humanise themselves at the moment. Dave Sharma even tweeted saying, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a photo of me like that somewhere. I don't think this stuff is remotely in the public interest. <laughs> I, I honestly, I would I would eat my hat if Dave Sharma has done a drug. <laughs> <laughs> the only drug Dave Sharma has done is relentless pursuit of power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was um, also, it's also like people like Dave Sharma obviously keep voting heavily in favour of Draco in drug punishments, so it's like, yeah, yeah. it's cool for me. No one ever arrests the white guy in tan slacks, so uh, yeah, bong on. Georgia, you brought up Dragon's response. Dragon also uh, decided to repost one of the videos I made in response to the 60 Minutes thing. I made this video of um, Scott Morrison playing ukulele in a bushfire and they reposted it on their TikTok and now that video's had 100,000 views. Imagine if I had three cents for every view. Wouldn't that be great? (laughs) You uh, you know, 100,000 views isn't exciting as it used to be when you get older. It's like, you know, that doesn't actually actually pay anything, does it? You realise it doesn't improve your life in any way, Mm. in any tangible shape or form. That's profound. Irrational fear. I'd say this to Treasurer Dick. The federal government have shown you theirs. Now you should show them yours. That's what the Premier said yesterday. If the Feds do it, we'll do it. The Feds have done it, so Treasurer Dick should do the same. A rational fear. This week's third fear. The Russians are revolting and doping as per usual. Now, 15-year-old Camilla Valera was done with a doping violation this week. As she, for a test she took way back at Christmas time. The test came back 
positive only this week um, for some heart medication, which the Russian team is blaming on mixing up uh, the drugs with her grandfather's drugs. I mean, we've all been there, meaning to grab like a handful of M&Ms and, you know, accidentally <laughs> popping down some Viagra. I mean, it happens to all of us. <laughs> the court of arbitration for sport allowed her to skate regardless as, as they're still investigating it because the, because um, Camilla is 15 years old and because she's young, she's got this like protected status. Mm-hmm. So fear mongers, does this kind of exemption just open the door for hordes of Russian teenagers Ooh. all smacked out on their balls on steroids <gasps> to join the Olympics? Okay, okay. I enjoy me some figure skating when the events are happening, so I know maybe too much about this. I <laughs> <laughs> hypothetically, like... If I, like, stabbed you in the face, should I, like, not get punished for it? Well, I guess if you're a minor, I mean... <laughs> That's a good point. That's a really, really good point. But... But you should get punished. <laughs> but I should get punished technically. I don't think, like, a okay, we're just, like, not going to have the ceremony. That's really, really quirky. But, like, I also don't think we should, like, attack this 15-year-old girl. Um, not to be radical. Not to be radical because... She is coached by Miss Miss Thing, a Terry Tuberitz, who, if y'all don't know, she's basically like Cruella DeVille, but instead of puppies, um, it's oh, like wow. 15-year-old Russian figure skaters. Wow. Basically, for the last, like, 10 years, she's kind of be- been physically and mentally, like, abusing these little girls to get them to, like, break records and do all this fun stuff. So, like, um, I really don't think it was her grandfather's drugs that she took. Um, I feel like uh, she didn't know what she was doing, but it was very much a Terry being like, you do this or you're going to suffer more than if you don't do this. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... That, that that checks out as a story because Russia has this huge state-sanctioned history of of taking drugs at the Olympics. Bit. Like at the Sochi Games, the ones that Russia ran, mm. they actually had little doors you could um, you could swap your urine for if you're a Russian athlete. So you could evade water and all the, all the drug take. I think at this point we just have to assume that all Russians are on performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah. <laughs> well, this, this is why the Russian Federation isn't actually uh, isn't actually uh, exactly. playing at these games. They're they're like mm. playing under a different flag. I mean, look at Putin; he's on something. <laughs> yeah, he's on like whatever the magical drugs that um, like Hollywood celebrities are on because he looks great. Like he is aging exactly. beautifully. You know, like yeah. he's he whatever magical young blood like him, whatever, like Brad Pitt's getting, you know, he's get, Vladimir Putin's onto that. Exactly. And James, I want to say, I it. hear your point mm-hmm. that she, she's, um, that she's like 15 years old and she's got this like crazy coach, but, um, you know, we got to watch out for these kids. They, I think, <laughs> I think they're onto something. I think they're smarter than we think. <gasps> and we need to, what we need to watch out for them. I don't think they're all, they're all innocent. I am a few years older than her, uh-huh. but um, I'm, I could still manipulate my way to the Winter Olympics if I wanted to. So I think we got to keep one eye open on this little I have, I have faith that you could, Georgia. Thank you. <laughs> Emotionally manipulate. Yeah, emotional, passive-aggressive manipulation all the way to the gold podium. Exactly. <laughs> we'll see you in four years. Thank you so much. I can't wait. Irrational fear. 
Coming up in extra fear, or what's the t- what's the new um, the new mate? Lend uh, me your fears. Yeah, I mean, I'm not married to it. I just, but I, my brain is at like thirty percent at the moment. That's the best I can come up with at short notice. Coming up in lend me your fears. We're going to hear from Wayne Smith from the SmarterVoting.com.au as to why his bin stickers are banned. But before we do that, let's hear some plugs. George and James, do you have anything to plug? Oh. Um, oh, you can listen to all episodes of Work It Out with Georgia and James on Spotify now. Yeah. We just, it is one of the funniest things I've heard all year. I, uh, I got to mentor Georgia and James mm, on yeah. FBI and they just absolutely killed it. I'm really thank excited you, to, to, for people to listen to your podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's fun. It's a fun time. All right. <laughs> Since December last year, the Smart Energy Council snapped They lost the plot with this government, ignoring renewable energy sector and continuously rubbishing the whole industry and propping up coal. So they decided they would go into bat against them with some stickers you could put on your bin in council green with pictures of Barnaby Joyce and Scott Morrison holding coal with the phrase bin them and chuck them out, which is kind of not the kind of behaviour you usually see from a peak industry body, but it was quite fascinating. But last week, the Australian Charities and Not-for-Profits Commission advised the Smart Energy Council that if they continued to sell their stickers, they would lose their tax status as a not-for-profit, which is a kind of a big deal. Wayne Smith from the Smart Energy Council is here to tell us what happened. And if you want to hear that, you'll have to listen in on Extra Fear. Hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or sign up to Irrational Fear on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Irrational Fear. Extra Fear. Extra Fear. This extra level of fear. Extra, 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 extra. Fear. Extra Big thank you to all of our guests as well, Georgia and James. Uh, thank you for joining us on Irrational Fear as well. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And Lewis, thank you for joining us on Irrational Fear despite your COVID fog break. <laughs> thank you. I don't know if I did. I feel like this might be one of those things where I wake up tomorrow and feel like this was all a dream. That's okay. You never listen back to the podcast anyway, so that's totally fine. <laughs> Big thanks to Road Mics, the Bertha Foundation, our Patreon supporters, Jacob Round on the Tapanyaki Timeline, Dave Bluestein, ads on the Discord, and our also our other Patreon supporters this month, Sam Bateman, Megan, Nick, Charlie Revy, and Fiona Kataskis. Thank you so much for joining us on Patreon. Please go to patreon.com forward slash irrational fear to uh, chip in. Help this show stay on the road. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 